Hey there, Jules here, and welcome to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. My life is a surrender experiment where I choose faith over fear to follow my intuition. And it has all led me here to share wholehearted stories about what I've learned along the way. So take a nice deep breath, settle in, and remember, the light in me loves the light in you. Now let the elevation of your soul's experience begin. Happy Sunday, family. How are we doing? So I'm here, and y'all, I don't know what's going to happen. So this Sunday, I was, today, I was supposed to be in Savannah sharing a message with Unity of Savannah. And uh, obviously, uh, that's not happening. I'm at home. And so I don't know. I don't know if maybe the... Um, the idea of, of preaching or something got me all fired up, but it has been, <laughs> it's been an interesting, interesting week. It's been again, I mean, every week, don't you guys feel like every week is an interesting week, you know? Um, and the message, um, you know, the way that this is working is so like, I just show up, I show up here and I give a message we um, have been taking the messages and then pulling the audio and putting it on the podcast, which has been fantastic. I love it. But during the week, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like, I don't know. And um, it's not usually until about like Friday that I start getting an idea, start getting a clue. So um, this one, though, I will say has got me feeling a little uh, fiery, a little amped up. And... Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I uh, just came out of prayer and uh, I asked for the Holy Spirit to be with me and to use me and guide me as always um, and to bring you the message that is meant for me to bring to you. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some words, some, some language might fly. I don't know. So, I mean, if you got little ones around, you might want to put some headphones in. I, I don't know. So heads up, maybe we'll see what happens. So <sighs> I wanted to read you something. I wanted to read you this, um, insight that I received from a course in miracles and it's beautiful and it is in alignment with the message that I shared last week, which is choose again. Really exciting to hear um, all of your feedback and messages of how you were choosing again all week. It has been a, what a practice. It's so cool to have that tool to be able to pull out when you need to use it. Um, it's still working great in our house, uh, not only with ourselves, but with each other, uh, Julian, I mean, I feel like every day we're choosing again and making great decisions. So how wonderful. So today's insight comes from a course in miracles and it says when I, well, let me start this again. It's insight that I received from a course in miracles, and this is my translation. So when I am not at peace, I must have chosen wrongly. I made the choice, but I can choose again. 
I want to choose again because I want peace. I let go of guilt and expectations of my choice by allowing spirit to help me choose again. And he responds, spirit responds to the slightest invitation. So expectations, y'all. That's what I'm here to talk about. This week I found myself in a state of confusion. And I'm not sure about you guys, but I definitely, um, I have a hard time when I'm feeling confused because I'm right now it's really easy to feel confused about a lot of things. And, um, I've come to learn about myself that when I'm confused for too long, I start to get bothered. And when I'm bothered, I start to get fussed. <laughs> so I, um, I was aware of how I was feeling and it was really interesting because I started to notice that the, the feelings were really, the thoughts were really judgy. Like I kept catching myself and I kept thinking, dang girl, that was judgy. And I was like, where's this coming from? Like, you know, what, what's going on? And so I, you know, I, I knew there had to be something else going on because I have spent so much time and awareness with judgments and, and undoing it and catching it and, you know, getting to the root of it. But it was like, I kept finding myself there really fast. Like I just didn't know how I was getting there so fast. So I, I'm just, you know, in there just trying to, to figure out what I was overlooking. And, um, you know, let's be honest, this week made it real easy to feel super judgy. I have a feeling that a lot of you were throwing out lots of judgments, um, from, I will hope the safety of your home. <laughs> and I don't know, it just kept, I kept going round and round with these feelings of both confusion and annoyance. And after a couple days, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was in excruciating pain and the pain was coming from my jaw, from my, from my tooth, from back in my, um, back teeth area. And, oh my gosh, I knew exactly what was happening. I was in my sleep, clenching my teeth so hard, so strongly that I was close to breaking a tooth. And I know this feeling cause I've done it before. And, um, I know that this also only happens when I am feeling so much stress, but not stress that I'm aware of. It's more subconscious stress. So it's under the surface, right? So I'm aware that when this level of stress is happening underneath the surface, it will show up. It manifests in me clenching my teeth. It's almost like, um, like, uh, Josh said, are you trying to bite your tongue so hard that you're just clenching your teeth? And I thought, man, maybe, but I haven't had this problem for about four years. And so I was not only shocked that it was back, 
Um, and just like all of a sudden it was like, I wake up and I'm in terrible amounts of pain. And so I get up, get some pain reliever, find my bite guard out of the cabinet. And I start pushing on my face, you know, just trying to hold pressure. It's the only thing that's given me sort of relief. And I go into this moment trying to pray, right? Like trying, and that's not what happened. What happened was a full out ass kicking. That's what happened. I was mad at myself. I was really mad at myself because again, I know why this happens. This happens because I am feeling so much stress. I'm feeling so much judgment, anger. Like I'm aware of this stuff, but yet I can't figure out why, where it's coming from, why I'm doing this. So I'm now, now I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm in pain and I am kicking my ass and I'm talking to myself really, really badly. Like my inner roommate was having a good time with this opportunity. Uh, and it, it sounded like this. It was like, you're better than this. You know, better than this. Why are you doing this to yourself? You have already been here and have broken your tooth. What do you want a, another emergency root canal? That's what you're trying to do. You can't go to the dentist right now. So what, what's up? What's the, and I, and I just felt all of this coming at me and it made me want to cry not because of the only the pain I was in the physical pain, but just because I was like being so mean to myself and and the thing is is that every word that I dished out to myself intensified the pain. I could feel it. I could feel it. I could feel it like throbbing harder, stronger. And, um, and I was so lost in it and just wanting it to end, just wanting it to stop. And, uh, and then this gentle kind of whisper of a voice came in and, um, reminded me that this was all happening because of judgments and self-judgment wasn't going to make it better. And so I decided that, um, I should start to speak sweetly to myself and be gentle because I realized in that moment, I had a whole lot of expectations for myself of myself and it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. And so I, I just started to internally talk to myself the way that a best friend would talk to me, you know, being sweet, reminding me that it's okay. And that I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. You know, that this will pass. And, uh, then I was able to remember to ask spirit to help me. <laughs> 
I could feel the, the edge of the pain cut and just dissolve. And I quickly told Josh what happened. I couldn't even tell him what was going on. I quickly told him what happened and then rushed off to sleep. <laughs> I don't want the pain to come back. And so the next morning, what came out in my meditation was a realization, was a realization of expectations. I was feeling all these judgments, but before the judgments, how I got to the judgments were my expectations, not only expectations of myself, but expectations for others, what you should be doing, what I should be doing. All of these expectations were just piling up, piling up, piling up. And over time, the confusion of why you're not doing better or I'm not doing better started to really upset me. And so what happens when you're confused, confusion opens the door for fear. And so when we know when we're operating from a fearful state, that's a reactive state and we're not capable of connecting to love. So I'd like to give you this idea, right? So, so the way that I saw it was let's imagine we're in the ocean. And so now see us like humanity, we're all on the ocean together, but we're all in our individual boats. Okay. So there's, there's a storm and we're all at sea in the midst of the storm in our individual boats. So your boat is your business. My boat is my business. The storm is God's business. Okay. So we're clear on this. So I can see what you're doing in your boat, right? So I can see what's going on. I have that advantage. I have that vantage point. I can see what's going on. And, uh, I don't always like what's going on over in the other boats. And, uh, it makes me worry about my safety and what's going on in my boat. And, uh, when that starts to happen, now I'm getting upset because now you're making me think about things that I don't want to think about. And you're making me respond and react in ways that I don't want to respond and react in, right? This is not how I want to show up and you're making it harder for me. And thank you so much for this extra work, right? So now the thing is, is that the extra work is like, so I'm looking out at this boat and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, look. So that person's over there just chumming up the water, making it, making it dangerous. This person's over here just keeps getting out of the boat to play in the dark ocean. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Now this person's over here yelling nasty things to this other person in their boat. This boat's over here open for business. I'm not even sure how. I'm not even sure why, what's going on. You get what I'm saying, right? All these things are happening. So I'm looking at the boats like, what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all feel me? You with me? Taking shots at the bar of fear. Every time I make a judgment, every time I have an expectation that has not been met, bam. Taking shots of fear. And I don't like when I'm in that state. <laughs> I don't like it. It's not my best self. 
And so I'm upset because in my boat, I have, there's like a baseline of collective safety that I expect for others to maintain, right? Like we're all going to do this together. And so when that's not being met, all of a sudden it's like, you know, it just seems normal for me. It seems normal for me to expect this. It doesn't seem like I'm asking for too much. It doesn't seem like this is a big deal, right? Boom. There it is. My unmet expectations are leading me to the impatience and then allowing <laughs> the judgments to flow freely under the radar, totally justified. Because now I'm in this place of feeling like this isn't a big deal. Like you, this is not, this is easy stuff. We shouldn't be making this difficult. We shouldn't. Uh, oh, but wait a minute. Here's your work. Here it is. This is how it's going to show up. And so the expectations for others and myself was making me really feel judgy. <laughs> it's the only way to put it. And, um, to the point that I, I might've been trying to break my tooth over it. Okay. How crazy is that? And, and so I wake up and, um, you know, so it took, it took me days. It took me days to kind of like work through this and kind of figure out what I was feeling because I had, I didn't think about it coming in the form of my expectations, especially like kind of low expectations. Right. So I'm, I'm like kind of just going around and around and feeling like I just wanted to name it so I could, could heal it. So I could, could feel it, identify it, then get it gone. But I just wasn't feeling better yet. And I love Florence and the, and the machine has a quote and it says so close to grace yet so far away. And that's how I felt like I was so close to it, but just couldn't tap into it. And so at 3.11 a.m., I wake up all of a sudden, infinite patience is on my heart. And I'm like, that's the answer. That's it. That's what I couldn't figure out. And I go back to sleep. So the next morning, I went to chapter five in A Course in Miracles. And I started reading about infinite patience. That's where I found it. And infinite patience brings immediate results, immediate effects, infinite patience brings immediate effects. So I'm studying, I'm paying attention to the clues. I'm, I'm understanding now that my patience for my brother is the patience that I have for myself. So that means the lack of patience that I have with my brother is the lack of patience that I have with myself. And that's really what I was upset with. It was like, I was so mad that I had gotten mad. Have you ever been at that point? You're like, man, I'm so mad. I'm mad. Oh, you, I'm trying to do good stuff. And man, y'all threw me off and right. And so I'm, I'm like all up in that swirl and I'm, and I'm realizing that this is all, 
the infinite patience is also a call for infinite love. And infinite meaning like limitless, there's no end to it, inexhaustible, okay? So we've talked about we have infinite amounts of grace and love and compassion available to us, right? We have this stuff and we know that it's not something we need to ration. I never thought about patience being something that was also infinite, that I could tap into if I could open my mind to it. I just never thought about it. I don't know why, I just didn't. And so the thing is, is that I was feeling limited in that area because that was my own, I guess, lack of awareness. And so once I started tapping into the idea of, of God's infinite patience and peace again, I started to feel lighter, started to feel better, but I can still feel like there was something else, right? I'm like, goodness, how deep is this lesson going to go? Like, <laughs> what am I going to share? Like where, what, what's happening? And the next part, the next revelation came and it was any kind of disturbance, any kind of discomfort from the small little annoyance to, to just the, mm, to the full out rage, all of it, all of it is a warning sign. All of it's a signal. All of it is an alarm to let you know ding, 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 lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And so I realized that these lessons come up because then you start thinking like, well, why do I need it? Like what, what, what's the point of the lesson? You know, like, don't I have enough going on? And aren't I trying to deal with a whole bunch of stuff right now? Right. But the thing is, is that we can only get the lesson. We can only see it in the form of another person because we can't see it within ourselves. Like we're blind to it. So I need you, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't like saying this, but I need you to trigger those things in me from the small to the big in order for me to see and identify what needs my healing? What needs my love? What needs my forgiveness? What needs me to let it go and let it burn? Because if I don't have that, then what happens is that stuff will continue to stay hidden to me. And all of that hidden crap is exactly what blocks us from being able to have that deeper connection with love, to have that deeper connection with the Holy Spirit, to have that deeper connection with each other. Damn. Oh, I wish there was an easier way. I wish there was, but here's the thing. This is going to keep happening. That's what I definitely know to be true. This is going to keep happening because this is how it happens. This is how... It, it has to show up in order for us to be able to see it and identify it. So, okay, let's do this together. Cause this is what happened. The moment I had this realization, I kid you not y'all. I was like, damn, ah, right. Right. 
and I could see this visual so clear. And I want to, I want to tell you exactly what I see. So I want you to think about it like this. So have you ever played kickball? You know, that red ball, you hear the noise right in your head. As soon as I said that, like, right. So think of it. This is how I thought of it. I have that ball in my hand. The objective is to not throw the ball. Do not throw the ball. Don't throw it. Got the ball in your hand. Don't throw it. I don't care what, what happens, what situation arises, what that other person says, do not throw the ball. Okay. I'm not going to throw the ball. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, nope. Not today. I'm going to keep my peace today. Mm-mm. Oh, you said what? What? She did what? He did what? Bam! Throw the ball, right? Here's the bitch of it. You're in front of a wall. So guess what? That ball just ricocheted right back in your own face. Damn. I got myself. I lost my piece. And now I hit myself in the face with a ball. Great. And now I got to try to not judge myself for throwing the ball and hitting myself in the face. Cause you know what? We've done this a lot. Actually, we've, we've done this whole scenario of throwing that ball against the wall a million times. So we know it's going to happen, but we forget because we're under the influence of the fear. Remember we're at the bar taking the shot. Boom, boom, boom. Right. We forgot. I totally just don't remember that I'm not supposed to throw the ball because it hurts me. I'm the one it's hurting, right? The lesson is to undo the, the, the trigger, to undo the, the block, right? To get the release. That's the blessing. But I'm so distracted with what it's bringing up inside of me that again, I just throw that ball and I throw it hard too. Cause I'm mad. Bing. Have y'all been there? Am I the only one throwing balls against the wall? I hope I'm not. Well, I hope I am. <laughs> Cause I don't want y'all to feel that. So I give you this visual because the next time that you really just, you want, I mean, it's good against evil. It's, you know, we got to show them how are they going to learn? Whatever it is. I got to let them know that wasn't okay. How dare they jeopardize my safety for myself and my family, whatever, whatever it is, whatever got you going, right? Whatever is blocking you from your ability to not only feel the grace, the compassion, the love, all of the good stuff that we want, including connection to the Holy Spirit, God, our higher wisdom, all that stuff, right? All that stuff is, is there, but it's blocked. And so sometimes we forget that that's the work. It's the work. So in that moment where you forget it's not about them. It never was. 
That's the distraction. All it is is an opportunity for you to remember that what you can control is the ball. And you can always choose again. And every time you forget, you can always pick it back up. Try again. And then eventually, you'll realize, oh, I didn't throw it as fast this time. I didn't throw it as hard this time. Ah, the conditioning, the spiritual muscles getting stronger. And one day, we'll be able to allow ourselves to remember to just set the ball down. Forget the conflict. Forget the point. Forget being right. It doesn't matter. If it costs you your peace, it is too expensive. So as we move in to the next week, just think about what you need to do to help remind you to choose again, to help remind you that you don't want to throw the ball, that you don't want to be upset, that you don't want to lose your peace, that you don't want to have judgments and expectations towards yourself and others, right? So what do you need to feel better? What do you need to help keep your mind strong, keep yourself out of the bar of fear? What do you need? This is why learning how to calm your nervous system down is really important. It's also really important to have the introspective quiet time. And it's also equally important to move, move your body. The emotions need motion so they can move out. Okay. So you find yourself hot, you find yourself heated, go clean something. I'm telling you, ain't no clean like an angry clean, y'all. Tear it up. Get into that junky drawer. Empty out that closet. Whatever. Whatever. Go clean your car out. Who cares? Do something. Do something. Work it out. Take a long walk. Do whatever you got to do. And, and if you don't have an area where you can walk, just walk around your house. I don't know. Stay safe. You figure it out. But what I want you to think about is what you can do, what you can do to get that cortisol and that adrenaline out of your body, get it moved out. So then we can free up that connection so we can clear up all that junk. Okay. Because what happens when we're all upset, remember that fight or flight's going on and maybe you don't want to run. Maybe you want to fight. Maybe a little gangsta's coming out, right? I don't know. So what you're going to do is you're going to figure out, all right, I'm, I'm upset. I'm here. What do I do next? Calm yourself down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down as best you can. Speak some life into yourself. Remember, think I was talking to myself like a best friend talks to me. I was thinking about my best friend and how she's so sweet to me. Think about that. Have, have those things ready. Think about what you would want to hear in those moments. Then once you can even get to a point where you can 
not be so angry where you can pray or pray while you're angry. I do that too. I dump it all out there. It's okay. God big enough can handle it. It's no big deal. It's okay. Come as you are and then move. Get all that stuff out. Maybe a dance party's not what you need right now. Maybe it is. Figure out what you need and do it because it's your choice and you're the only one that can take care of you inside your boat. Okay? So once we can do that and we clear all that junk out, now we've made space for God to work. We've made room for miracles to start to happen. You feel me? All right. So I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about this week coming up. So I feel nice and amped up in a positive way. So I really just want to encourage you to know that those expectations that you have of yourself and others, add that to the list of things to let burn. Leave it at the altar. Let the Holy Spirit work it out. Your job is just to be willing to offer it up. So until next time, Know and remember that the light in me, mm, it loves the light in me. You've been listening to Jules Loves Me, the podcast. If you feel uplifted and inspired by the sacred space we created today, support and join our mission by donating on www.julesloves.me. And while you're there, take a look around, check out all the videos and blogs I've put together for you and make sure to subscribe to my email list. And for all you social butterflies, you can follow me on julesloves.me on Facebook and Instagram. Want to support our mission even more? Visit patreon.com slash julesloves.me to become a patron and get even more food to fuel your soul. Join me next time for another wholehearted story. Thank you for listening and remember the light in me loves the light in you.